Unexamined opinions are faulty opinions. I'm Justin Foster. And I'm Juan Kingsbury. Welcome to the I Might Be Wrong podcast. This is a show where we confront our own ideas, biases, and opinions. And hope you do the same for yours. So buckle up for some subversion and heresy. And keep an open mind. I'm an asshole and don't know how to use computers. Um, (laughs) But here we go. Take two. Married with children. That is my reference point for what a good relationship is. And Alan Pegg, we're not what we're going to talk about today in a conscious partnership. Now, for those of you who watched the show, you said you did, right? Uh, Yeah. Or familiar. Uh, I loved it, but it was because they kind of remind me of my parents a lot. Now, my dad was more gruff. My mom worked. She wasn't just a bonbon eating couch potato. Um, But they liked each other, even though they weren't always like in perfect bliss. But I'm going to guess that you're going to say that they weren't in a conscious relationship. No, I think I think it's an interesting model because we get our conditioning of relationships from it used to be from just our the people that were around us, you know. So for me a good marriage was modeled by my grandparents and even though it wasn't perfect and my grandfather could be very um well what would we call today misogynistic. Yeah. It overall it worked. Um because they loved each other. And I think that's the thing is people think, well, if we just love each other, everything will be fine. But as my partner, Virginia says, is that love is love is not enough. You also need skills. Yeah. And that's true regardless of where you're at in, in a relationship. And I think, I think what we're looking at here in this particular episode is conscious relationships. One of those being conscious partnership. I think you and I have a conscious relationship. And I'll tell you why in a minute, because I'm going to share kind of the framework of conscious relationships and you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, The other thing, though, to your point that over the last 70, 80 years, we've been greatly influenced by what the media says is a successful or happy or or good relationship from TVs and movies and music and and uh, all of that. And I think it's important to remember, too, this idea that love is like a, like a marriage is supposed to be romantic and about the fulfillment of love and everything. That's a fairly new concept. That's only maybe a couple hundred years old. Yeah. Uh, prior to that, it was a way to survive. If you're on one end of the economic spectrum and a way to dominate it, it was good imperialism to based off of who you married. Yeah. Well, the, you know, the, the crush the patriarchy. I'm like, well, why are so many people for it? I was like, oh, that's a good way to live. You know, <laughs> you get yeah. you, you, you get fed, you get protection, yeah. you get. So it's like the people who don't want to do that. It's because that's a survival basic need. But yeah, that's we can yeah. we can do better. We can do better. Right. And so I think like anything we need to do is we need to reexamine like what our biases are. And one of the best ways to do that is to look at things on a spectrum. And so I look at relationships in general, and this could be a friendship, familiar relationship, a romantic relationship, whatever, that on, uh, you can look at it as a, as a horizontal, or excuse me, a vertical scale, a vertical spectrum. At the bottom is abuse. Um, and then that moves up to toxic, and then that moves up to, um, you know, something else. In the middle, I think, is codependency. I think codependency... Al and Peg had a codependent relationship. Yeah. So it, which means a codependent relationship is a survival mechanism. It's, it's a way to 
navigate life and all of its uncertainties and have one sure thing in the that you, in the relationship. The problem with that is you meet someone that you have an intense spark with, or one of your your or your partner dies or leaves you unexpectedly. Yeah. You, then then you realize that you you know that that happened. You know that there's that. So then it works up to like uh, you know to the top of the spectrum is conscious relationship and um the spectrum here is that in looking at this from mostly from a conscious partnership down maybe down a few clicks that's in you know not quite codependency is there's there's four like negative enumerations of conscious relationships um one is there's no power struggle no one there's no tit for tat there's no you know um in a codependent or even an interdependent relationship there is a, a, a tendency to uh, have you and me devolve into you versus me. Yeah. Um, and you saw that with Peg and Al yeah. frequently, the power struggle. Um, the second one is fixing. There's no fixing in a conscious relationship. When, you know, I think of us as conscious friends, when you come to me or I come to you with something and we've, you know, we've, we have really, for a couple of dudes, we're really vulnerable with each other. And, neither of us try to fix it. Yeah. We just listen, you know, yeah. we may, you, know, you have your expertise. I have mine, but we're not, we're, we're not like, Oh, I, if I fix that, you'll like me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that's yeah. a very good point. And yeah. that's common in a relation in, in, in a lot of a relationships. Um, two more. One is, is uh, the next one is there's no pretense. Now there's, there is a performative element and uh, related to any relationship, but pretense is pretending to be something you're not. In the case of a relationship, it's pretending to be something you're not um, because you feel like you need to do that in order to maintain the relationship. And for me, that was mostly within like a lot of my former relationships in the church I used to go belong to, which yeah. was, I was, there was for me and me, there was a lot of pretense because I'm pretending to, be, to believe what they believe. And I really didn't. Yeah. Um, and the last one is there are no sustained survival responses. So codependency feeds off of survival responses. Conscious partnership or conscious relationship, there's things will come up. Um, yesterday, um, I was at, uh, the, at, at Virginia's apartment. We were, or no, Saturday at Virginia's apartment at the pool. And I started to feel anxious. And, and I was like, why am I feeling anxious? I'm s- sitting by the pool with this beautiful woman with nothing to do, nothing yeah. on the agenda. Why the hell am I anxious? And so rather than do what I typically would have done is suppress that down. I said, she asked me how I was doing. I said, I'm feeling a little anxious. And she goes, well, do you know why? She didn't try to fix it. There was no, anything, and I wasn't being pretentious. It was a little bit later. What I realized is I was dehydrated. Oh yeah. And dehydration feels like you might die and anxiety is the response to the feeling you might die. Yeah. That is <laughs> so, funny. I, I just did the webinar. That's why the, the audio you know, I was complaining at the beginning. Uh, but I was done. And afterwards Courtney came home and then she's like, how'd it go? And I was like, it was good. And it's hard when you're, no one's responding, but I was like, yeah. but then she touches me and she's like, you're so hot. Like jump in the pool and drink some water. I'm like, Oh yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and I was drinking coffee, I think, um, yeah. for a good hour, hour and a half, or I should say only sipping from that coffee, um, which is that biological output. But uh, yeah. real quick for those listening, I wrote them down. No power struggle, no fixing, no pretense. 
and no survival responses. No sustained survival responses. What's the difference? I mean, a sustained survival response is where codependency comes from, which is I need you to do something for me for me to feel good. Oh, okay. But it doesn't mean that everything's always ha- happy dappy. Sometimes yeah. you're sick or you're tired or, you know, it, you, you and something brings up. This is the thing about a conscious relationship. It brings up shit you need to deal with. The difference is, is that it brings it up so it can be worked through. Instead of, and this happens in relationships all the time, this is what Alan Pegg did. What most people do with their with their trauma and their survival responses or trauma responses is they integrate them into the relationship. And that is unhealthy, man. That's unhealthy because it creates a, a false reality, essentially. Yeah. Um, what? Um, let's take a, I, I, I get it, but I think sometimes we can get into our own words. But like, if you're... Is, is this a concept that should be like taught or explored when you're like a teenager? You start wanting to be cool. You start wanting to be liked um, and, and you're going to have a girlfriend or is this like too high level? Like maybe not a goal, but like, should you say like, hey, you're, you know, you're even just friendships. Like, hey, your friend is always telling you where to eat or is always telling you that you're too fat or not smart enough or whatever. Um, is this a conscious relationship, partnership, something that you would teach? recommend younger people become aware of yes but not in sort of an edu not like teaching them it's modeling it it's modeling that behavior and um you know my 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 partner for many years the mother of our sons uh lena um who for those that don't know we um five years ago she came out as gay we tried to make it work um it, it didn't and that's okay um and so we had, we had, we were somewhere in that in between codependent and conscious partners. There were elements of us that were conscious partnerships, more of a conscious friendship, frankly. Yeah. Um, conscious but, parents. But conscious parenting, yeah. Conscious, like, uh, but conscious partner in the ship, the sense of going through life and working on things together. The difference was, so it goes to your question is, so our, our sons, Logan, Logan is married to Sarah. The, the, they have my grandson Fiverr and they have a really good, I would call it a conscious partnership, the way that they interact. And again, I'm going to give like some indicators here of a conscious relationship or conscious partnership in a minute. Caden and his girlfriend have a conscious partnership. I didn't sit them down and go, here's what you need. Yeah. What I, what I did is I just, you know, early on in when, when I was married to their mom, I modeled what, you know, somebody said the best thing you can do for your sons is show them how uh, is to love their mother. And so that's what I did. You know, yeah. I had and it was and it, it was there were elements of their codependency. And, you know, as I pointed out to someone the other day when she was gay the whole time, she just didn't know it. She didn't. And so, yeah, the, there was incompatibility, natural incompatibility in that process. But we still had a successful marriage that I would say was in between conscious partnership and codependency, which would be in Stephen Covey's terms, interdependence. Yeah. With, with, with some attachment issues and, and, and codependency. And so I, th- I don't know that it's taught. I think that it's, I think that what we need to do like across the board, which is why our, our, we have this podcast, which is to basically challenge everything you think is true. Yeah. Well, that would include what are your models? What are your, um, condi- what's your conditioning around relationships? Um, and so anyway, that's my answer yeah. to that. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll 
chime in some personal stuff, which ironically I always, I always attribute to you, or I should say you, when one of the first um, events you met Courtney, her and I were dating it's almost 10 years ago now. Um, and you were like, I, re- I can't remember exactly how you said, it, but you're like, I like your relationship. It's like 1950s, but not negative. I forget what it was. Cause I'll talk to her, you know, like to the moon, Alice kind of sort of stuff. But yeah, right, she yeah. also knows like, you know, I, do, I would fully expect if I, if you ever took me serious, you'd hit me with your car, you know? And, um, but that power struggle, I never wanted it to be, I mean, I definitely didn't want to be Al working at the shoe store, <laughs> but I wanted there to be a partnership, not a, um, uh, like I'm the, the, the king of the castle and that's it. Um, it's, this is a, uh, like in, in basketball, I want this to be a Stockton Malone as opposed to a Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. You know, yes. Well, that. that's actually a great metaphor, which yeah. was not a healthy relationship, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, and they well, won, you know, so yeah. what, what also, what do you consider? Like, I think, and I don't even say you're right, although I agree with you, you're, it was a successful marriage because you, you had a healthy family and two good boys, but other people say like, well, it's over. So blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, what, so do you, get, yes, what do you right. consider the outcome? And, uh, but the fixing, like even recently or not recently, but all the time, like I coach and, and enjoyment or a job satisfaction fulfillment. And I'm like, am I trying to fix Courtney versus like, well, if her car was broken down and I'm a mechanic, I would want to go help. Like, but at the same time, like be being careful. And I know I've crossed the line or two. Um, or at least I'm trying to be mindful of that and vice versa with, with her and what she does. The pretense, that's probably my biggest red flag when she does it. And I'm like, just tell me what you're, what you, uh, um, like, she'll be mad at me. And I'm like, well, just yell at me. Like, tell me. <laughs> and, for, um, and so that's, that's where we kind of slip back down onto that codependency and the survival spot responses. I won't share too much, but I was like, right. oh yeah, that's when. When things aren't, and ironically, things are going awesome right now for us, um, personally, professionally, um, but that survival keeps kicking back in. Yet, because we work on these things together, both of us have addressed those things, and it hurts, but it's also nice to have that partner, true partner, not just someone that we live together. Well, you look at this as like, you look at an unconscious relationship, Um, which would be somewhere below codependency, above toxicity. Yeah. Um, and what happens in that case is that trauma patterns get played out over and over again. So it was you sometimes referred to as like a father wound or a mother wound. And so you are attracted to people that you either think will heal your father or mother wound, or, and some people are attracted to people that are just like the people that wounded them. So the, the mind is a funny thing that way. Yeah. And... So in in an unconscious relationship, all of that's happening beneath the surface of the psyche. Um, It's like Carl Jung said that um, until you bring the unconscious into the conscious, it will govern you and you will call it fate. Um, And so there are people, a lot of relationships are governed by, by that. And I think also the definition of success is, is one too, is that, and, and it's, it's like tenure, tenure someplace is not, really an indicator of success <laughs> that is yeah that's a great yeah point. it's a it's a it's a it's indicator of maybe uh tenacity or survival yeah, skills it, or it something counts for something but yes. it, like I, I tell people like hey just because you never missed a day of work that's not necessarily a good thing like right they, they might say hey thanks but have they really said 
things, right. you know, and meanwhile, exactly. your vacation and sick time are just sitting there. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. And so the, um, you know, the, the, the idea behind that is, is that you, you have to determine, and this is one of the agreements you make with a partner or even a friend, but certainly a, a, a life partner, a, a romantic partner is you have agreements about what is success. Well, people that are in unconscious or unhealthy relationships don't have those conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I think I think this would be good to kind of frame a little bit of what, what I mean by conscious relationship or conscious partnership. Like, be more, you know, I talked about negative enumeration, those four things. Here are some indicators. Um, and the 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 top there's sort of top three traits. And then I'm going to give you some foundation and some fruits of that foundation. And then I'll stop the soliloquy. Um, (laughs) The top three traits is the first one is autonomy. Um, Autonomy is you're you and I'm me and we create a we and that we does not diminish you or diminish me. In um, spiritual language, it's called a divine union. There's all kinds of names for it. One of them is Visica Pisces, um, uh, Anamkara, is what John O'Donohue pulled from Celtic language. There's, there's uh, um, the, the third level of love, agape. It's in there. You know, yeah. there's it's 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 in. So, in autonomy, though, is that there's no. This is why I always I never like this term. My better half. Yeah. You're not a half. You're a whole. I mean, underneath all of the wounds, yeah. you're still a whole person. So this idea, or they, you complete me. That you complete me is like a massive red flag if someone is, <laughs> is to say that. Yeah. Number two is vulnerability. That's a that's another trait of conscious relationship or conscious partnership, which basically the vulnerability is telling the truth about what you're feeling. That's that it's that's the simple definition of vulnerability. And if you're in an in a less if you're not in a conscious relationship, um, you you are doing a lot of things out of fear. And, and fear and vulnerability are incompatible. Um, and so then the third one is mystery. There's a mystical element to the relationship, um, whether it's a friendship or a romantic partnership or whatever, there's something mystical about it. And there's an agreement to always find the edge, to always do something, always do something that's creative, yeah. always do things that are pushing the boundary of the known world of the relationship. Yeah. Well, I'll go back real quick. So autonomy, yeah. vulnerability, mystery. Um, mm-hmm. But I can tell or even go back to the four of the power struggle, fixing, et cetera. When Courtney and I aren't doing good together, it, it can be a bad cocktail that doesn't feel like it's. But it's like, oh, we're not being honest of how we feel, our finances, our health, our family stuff. Um, and so we almost get comfortable being, I don't know, misery is not the word, but. Uh, unconscious, you know, and, and, and binging shows or eating pizza or whatever it is. Um, but, uh, real, real quick, did you, are you pulling these from somewhere else or is this stuff that you've come across on your own? No, no, this is my own like deductions, which, you know, I might be wrong. Yeah. Well, what'd you say? When I talk about this, I might be wrong, but probably not. No. Well, (laughs) and especially, you know, because Courtney and I are attached to the hip, um, especially with work from home, we have that luxury, but also I'm like, Oh, we definitely were lacking on the mystery because we all, you know, she's like, don't you miss me? I'm like, you're, I'm staring at you all day long. I don't miss you. (laughs) Um, and you know, and then when she, we started flipping furniture on offer up and when I say we, it's, you know, she's 95% of it and has the eye. 
But like, I'm like, what the hell is she doing in that garage? And she's coming. I'm like, that. I was like, oh, you don't have to go that far for me to be yeah. curious of you know, and and vice versa when I go and you know get to do this stuff with you or go to work. Um, and so I was like, oh, there's this double edged sword of being together all the time, which, Hey, we should be happy, but why are we not happy mm-hmm. all the time? And it's like autonomy. Like even this morning we started going to the gym and I go, Hey, I think the key to this is that we can go together, but we also don't have to. And when we go together, yeah. we also don't have to work out. And if you ever right. want to work out vice versa, we can, but being able to come back Right. And, and, you know, again, Stockton and Malone to play those positions. Yeah. One feeds the other, though, is that autonomy feeds vulnerability because it allows you to process what you're feeling. So you're not being smothered. Um, And mystery feeds autonomy because it allows for that reconnection, that 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 reconnecting. Um, And so if, you know, I think everything that is spiritual, which I think conscious partnerships are spiritual in their in their in their essence is that it has a root and a fruit and when we talk about this with branding uh, emily and i do uh, but but same with relationships and the root system of a relationship to me is again i'm just boiling it down to three things for now and in in this case very very much uh, most most specifically to a romantic like life partner yeah. spouse situation and yeah. number one is trust um no trust no autonomy no vulnerability no mystery um, n- number two is intimacy and intimacy in a, in a, um, romantic relationships includes, absolutely includes sexual chemistry. Um, there needs to be a playfulness between the two people in order for that to, that's what produces the mystery is that there's a sense of intimacy. Now there are many kinds of intimacy, um, moments in a, in a romantic relationship, but also within friendship. Uh, intimacy is closeness. Yeah. Um, intimacy is in the case of like sexual energy is literally like the Tantra term for sex is full union. It's basically two bodies becoming one temporarily that if without that, I don't think you can have a conscious partner partnership. I don't think it, I think they go together. It's why if you look at it biblically, like the book, the song of the song of Solomon, um, um, which is, uh, it's erotica. It's like erotic <laughs> poetry. It's like it was written by an Anais Nin or something like that. Yeah. And, um, the last one is commitment and that's a, that's an easy throwaway word, but commitment is we will do this together. So like you said, joined at the hip, it's side by side walking through life. And this is where you need, again, commitment feeds autonomy, vulnerability, and mystery. Yeah. In order to do that. Well, I think so that's the root system. What we know is, well, you have to stay committed, but it, it, it's like, I was just talking to a younger person about, um, refinancing our home and he's like, yeah, I really don't want to. And I was like, oh, I totally hear you, man. And I was like, to me, I don't look at paying rent or a home as doing those things or an ROI. It's definitely a perk of doing it. But I go, I want what what is this going to lead for me and my family, my friends, the the, the life I want to live? Is this going to serve that or is this just going to be a great payout in five years? You know, I think yeah. some people are just motivated for the payout. And I was like, right. that, that was like bottom, you know, maybe in my top 10, but definitely not in my top five. And now I didn't want to lose money and stuff. But the we'd say commit, you know, do it, but get the five years as opposed to that trust thing. Easier, e- easier said than done. Um, and intimacy, I, I definitely hear you on that one. I was thinking too, 
like when someone like all relationships end, you know, not just in divorce, but you know, someone dies or right. uh, well, that's it. <laughs> They're going to end inevitably. Um, and, but even before that, if someone got sick and you have mm-hmm. to take care of the other person and you're not able to, you know, just hug them yet alone, you mm-hmm. know, make love and all that stuff. Um, that's going to take a toll on the relationship. Um, yeah. and it's not to say that you still don't love that person, but the dynamic there is, you know, and it's, caused by a real thing you know it's it's not yeah. like um but no i i know you're just kind of these these hit they resonate immensely especially for myself and i'm like when i look at other people especially when someone's um successful i was like mm-hmm. oh they make a lot of money they're this and they've had four marriages or their kids don't like them or right. like it's that conscious thing to me is really the goal not just um, yeah. a nice it's to have. Yeah. It's like, why mm-hmm. else? Why are you doing anything if you don't trust someone? <laughs> you can't be intimate yeah. with them and you can't yes. commit. Well, and I think it goes to, we can analyze this, you know, till the cows come home that there's a lot of people that are in relationships be- for the old reasons people got into relationships because it's a strategic alliance. Yeah. You know? It's, it's not, I mean, and they say love, but you know, anyway, I think then you look at the, so we have the, those are the roots, the fruit of all of this. Like this is the evidence that you would look at. And I talked uh, that you would look at that and go, Oh, that's a conscious relationship or conscious partnership. One is growth or fluid. One is growth it is always growing. There's a phrase I picked up a few years ago, green and growing. So it's alive and it's growing. Yeah. Um, if there's no growth, there's something wrong. And uh, the second, the second one is there's, a natural energy to the relationship. Like uh, there's magnetism, there's that kind of energy, but there's just a natural energy between two people that makes things far less forced. Now, again, back to Virginia's line, love is not enough. You also need skills. The skills are understanding, being able to identify the energy um, and navigate it and understand it. And then the, the third one is just a sense of adventure. Um, is that there's 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 some place that the relationship is going, and it's it's going into the unknown, and the unknown is fucking awesome. Yeah, you know, ultimately because that's the adventure, that's the edge, and to go into that unknown it, with someone that you feel this conscious partnership with is one of the great gifts of life. Oh yeah. Well, last year I think I mentioned this before, but we did a twenty-five mile overnight hike. Cause we were I, mainly me was really depressed during 2020. Um, and we did not know what we were doing. We were definitely not in shape for it, but it's something we'll always remember. And that feeling, and you know, it was no more than two days, but a lot of prep and, um, not really fighting, but definitely like shut the fuck up and put the steak down, right. you know, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. you bring a um, bunch of stuff to the surface in that kind of situation, but to, to bring some drama and not really having fun. I can't wait to actually meet her in person, but I'm going to disagree with Virginia's love. You need, you know, love is not enough. You need a skill. Not really a disagree, but just put skills. it skills. Skills. Yeah. Is to me, raise your standard. Cause like when people say raise your standard or redefine what love is, not her, but all mm-hmm. of us, you know, I love pizza. No, you don't. You know, I love my mother. That's <laughs> different. But even yeah. then when you say, I love my mother, using you as an example, you've shared before. Well, like it's, Hey, I value her. I know she's important, but when you're getting, been out of shape or you're afraid or this or that, that love, like, no, that's not love. That's I'm acknowledging her, but what I'm doing to me, love is the skill. And you said something earlier about like, 
you you had to model it. You didn't sit some down and teach it. Well, it's really hard to learn how to love if you haven't seen it. But I, I think there is this right. natural thing of like, oh, I do love that person. But to yeah. the, the verb and application of it, right. um, that is scary. And I think yeah. that's why we, we love isn't enough because our definition is old and Shakespearean as opposed to whatever the, the right. conscious. And I, and I think that's though, to, to this, there's, there's some uh, nuance to this idea that love is not enough is love in that case is the, is the, is the sort of, um, I wouldn't call it casual. The, um, the, the, the thin human love, like I love pizza or, you know, the, the, the throwaway, I love you to, you know, when you leave, when you leave and you, you know, you've seen each other every day for a hundred years and you, you, for, it's the taking, it's that kind of love that, is there but it's not a verb anymore um it's not as active and yeah. so i think that actual love divine love is unconditional and it is the skill but i think it's i think the point but that love is not enough is is if we we're to make it more complex it would be your definition of love is not enough Yes. You also need yes. skills. Oh, okay. We can be friends, Virginia. Yes. No. <laughs> but I, I remember one time, uh, Courtney and I, when we were dating, we were walking home and we were talking about like race and stuff. And she's she's got a lot of white guilt. <laughs> but we, we talk about these things. She would get uncomfortable. I would make jokes about race and stuff. And so I'm like, I do this because people don't talk about it. And instead, this is what happens. And I go, you're one of them. Um, and I'm not trying to, wasn't trying to like, lecture her but i was like hey i'm making a joke i'm not saying this group of people is blah 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 um and if i cross the line then tell me but guess what we're talking about that because i made the joke anyway she's like well i don't judge and i was like well if you saw a pit bull in our yard not on a leash and it was snarling wouldn't you like walk across the street and we were basically saying like sometimes our brain i was trying to say sometimes our brains just make these conclusions in right or wrong we're like well you shouldn't be afraid of the dogs you know it's the owners well whatever our brains we see things it's you know dark alley whatever but somehow it led to the conversation of i love everyone and i'm like like shit you do <laughs> because um i go if we're all we had a lot of transients in our neighborhood if we're all hanging from a cliff and you equally love all of us then where you and i are going might not be <laughs> where you and i are gonna go yeah. um and i realized oh her uh uh you know i was kind of trying to force a relationship but i'm like look this you know we were it was inevitable, or at least I thought it was. And if it wasn't, then, hey, maybe we'd just be friends. And this is a nice thing. But right. I was like, her, what she was saying as love was that throwaway thing of like, I, and I think we should love everyone unconditionally, all that, those things. But we were, well, what I was signing up for, and I go, you're going to treat me like everyone else? Well, we have an issue, or I have an issue. And I think if, the, if it was the other way around, she'd have an issue too. And hell, I think she has when I, yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm making time for Justin or my clients or da-da-da. Oh, you know what? You're my wife, and I definitely – or you're my partner, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I mean, dude, I, I'm sure you were inspired by stuff, but like all of this – there's what? Four, six, nine, uh, 11 – no, 13 different little things like they make yeah. a lot of and i got a couple more too, to kind of to put a bow on this like yeah. if it is a, let's say it is a, a garden let love a, a conscious relationship is a garden it's not an accidental it's not a it's not a, a vacant lot it's not astroturf or, or field turf it's a it's a garden which means it needs to be nurtured and there's a bunch of the those nurturing things and it kind of depends on each relationship but some that 
I have noticed is like the first one is, is that in a conscious partnership, it's chosen daily by both people. They both choose to be in it and choice is never given up. Um, never, uh, you know, so, so it, it's, it's, it's like Greg McCown and um, essentialism talks about the choices can be forgotten, but it can't be given away. Um, so um, I think that's the first like nurturing thing is to choose it daily. Um, and to voice that choice too, because no matter how much work we've done to heal from past traumas and past relationship issues, um, you, we need reassurance. Um, you know, I, I'm being going to be super vulnerable here, but you know, when, when Lennox came out as gay, I was very supportive. I'm still very supportive. Um, we're great friends. Um, but it was devastating ultimately, um, because, um, it, it was the, there was, there was something there, there was, this was a thing that um, was unplanned and it was um, in some, in many ways, for lack of a better term, emasculating. Yeah. Uh, because you, you begin to question everything. And, and so what that did is that produced a reintroduce some old trauma from primarily from my f- old relationship, not now, but my old relationship or my childhood relationship with my mother. And um, that was that as I, as, as I, as I ended my marriage and was in, in and start in a, in a few months later started this has this new relationship, this new partnership with, with Virginia is I, I struggled with that. Like I didn't want to ad- admit that I liked getting a text message in the morning from her. Yeah. saying good morning um or i and and but somebody pointed out it's okay to need reassurance reassurance is healthy yeah so that's that that's that choosing that goes every day into it um a couple more are self-work you got to do your you got to work on your own shit yeah i was just gonna say like none of this stuff happens if the individual isn't Yes. Autonomous, vulnerable with themselves and willing to go into mystery on their own. Right. And I I wrote about this in amusing, I think last week that um, you're that about you have to if you want to be in conscious partnership with someone else, you first must be in conscious partnership with yourself. Yeah. And you have to do that self work. What that allows you to do if you're doing self work is it allows you to honor and accept what you're feeling without projecting it on the other person or expecting them to fix it. So, you know, then you can express it and yeah. then there's intimacy there to work on to, to in a conscious partnership where there's trust and intimacy and a commitment to work on something and saying, listen, I had this happen to me that produced a trauma response. Can we talk through that? Yeah. With neither of us go, being threatened yeah. by it or needing to fix it in order to feel validated or yeah. whatever. Um, and then you touched on one that's pretty cool that I also believe in, which is you nurture conscious partnership through challenge. Um, a conscious partnership is made not in the getaway or the bedroom. It's affirmed there in the getaway or the bedroom, but yeah. it's made in the mess. It's made in the pressure of daily living. And th- there's that challenge. Um, the, the But then there's actual like going and doing challenging things like you, yeah. you and Courtney did, you know, on the 25 mile hike where it allowed some of those things to come to the surface because uh, nature kills pretense. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it brought it up and so you could deal with it. And that's super healthy in the process. Um, 
so having ha having challenges going going out to the like i say to the edge to the frontier of of life and building things and last one is and i got this i'm straight up from esther perel who's one of my oh, favorite yeah. thinkers love, on this topic yeah. yeah is she says you need rituals and you need routines rituals are for the soul to remind you that the relationship is sacred routines are for the mind because the routine is um the it's okay to have routines in a relationship a certain way you do things a set of agreements that's healthy what's unhealthy is if you don't have any rituals and it's all routine yeah or things that are supposed to be rituals become routines yeah like like sex as an example as or soon as church. sex or church <laughs> yeah. or um yeah or um shaming someone into like you need to lose some weight or yeah. i don't like the way you dress or you know things like that um so the summation of all this then is leads to a, a question if and and this is what i don't know right now i i have an opinion which is if a relationship does not start off with some level of consciousness can it become a conscious relationship so like if al and peg would have gone to therapy would have been coached by someone that understood you know the human mind and maybe you know, whatever would they have evolved to a conscious partnership i think my, so i don't think so yeah wait you're saying if, if there was no consciousness yeah if there was no if they were just the way they oh. appeared to be where they they loved each other but there was a lot of conflict there was a lot of power struggle there was a lot of fixing a lot of pretense a lot of a lot of what we talk about in in our client sessions is si no, there was silent dissent. You know, Al and Peg did not really tell each other until they were angry how they really felt. So yeah. when you think about that, there's I don't there without the root, there's no fruit. And so this goes to if that's true, and we and I could yeah. be very wrong. If that's true, then at the very beginning of a partnership or a friendship or anything is something that Emily, my business partner and best friend says all the time, which is trust the energy. If you don't feel that energy, it, it doesn't show up later. Yeah. It, you know, you have to have the energy. Now, is it a little tiny spark or a little bit of, and you need to nurture it like a little, like fire, like, you know, like you're, like you're, you're, you're you've created fire and now you got to, yeah. sure, that can happen. But without that fire, without that spark, without that energy, I don't think it. You can grow into a conscious yeah, relationship. Yeah, and I will we'll wrap here in a few minutes. Um, but I, I'm too hung up on the show because I'm a nerd, watch a lot of TV. But I think they did. I think they had those sparks, and they had at times, but they would default to, you know, the the toxic codependency. Really, it was never abusive on that show. And I would think the lower you it was, go, it was pretty abusive to him. Um. And yeah, that's that's true. And she was she was emasculating, and he put up with it. Yeah, you know, his 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 way to do it was to be cynical, and but like, fine, I'm gonna sit on the couch with my hand in my pants. <laughs> yeah, like he he. This is what happens is, um, um, it is we become when we're not in conscious partnership with someone, the other person becomes the parent that we we dislike the most. Yeah. But your original question was, does there need to be something? So I think that my, my disagreement is more of, I think in the show, these people did have something decent and good in these, in these silly characters where there's other 
representations where I'm like, no, those people should never be together. And I understand that they physically were together yeah. and had children and all this other stuff. But and I guess that's my point, though, is that I think they had what I would call high functioning codependency, similar to like the show Roseanne and her, her and her husband. Yeah. This high functioning codependency. Well, high functioning codependency, you can run that out for a long time. But it's not a conscious partnership. But I, I, maybe I'm misunderstanding your question. You said if there's if there's some, can you get if it started out with some, can you get back there? Some energy, yeah. some connection, like true, real connection. Yeah, and I, if but I think, that, but I guess maybe both? we're we're both. I'm I'm off base on what that is, because um, uh-huh. I can definitely tell you what what Courtney and I had in the beginning was not what we have today, and. I, I think I was more infatuated with her when we first dated in our early twenties versus when we actually committed about 10 years ago. Um, but it, going back to your, your, um, vertical thing, abuse, toxic, codependency, conscious to me, if you have some, then you're not at conscious. So if you have some, then you're either in codependency, toxic. Um, mm-hmm. I think if you're in abuse, then yeah, you probably yeah. can't ever get there. But I think if you're in toxic, uh, a codependency you have a puncher's chance so that that was how i took the question yeah, no i think I, it was how i asked it and i think we're just gently disagreeing with each other is that i don't i don't think that you know that this is why i think it's important to be you got to get to know yourself as much as you can before you get into a relationship yeah somebody. well and i get that's the other thing i, I don't want to share too much um because we also got to end but I definitely have become more conscious because of my relationship about myself. And sure. I sure as hell was not conscious going in or at least nowhere near. Like I was a, a tiny, tiny little aunt that was pretty confident. But then I'm like, oh, um, yeah. and it wasn't Courtney teaching. It was us being together and her blah, blah, blah and me, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I think we had the puncher's chance where we've talked or like we, we, I met her when she was 19, I was 21, 22. And we're like, what if we did have a kid? Like, I think we'd maybe not be married with children, you know, the, mm-hmm. the brown people reboot or, <laughs> or but, uh, yeah. um, it, it, we would not, I don't think we would be, cause I think that's what happens. You have kids and now everything is about survival and feeding those that's kids. Right. Um, right. So, yeah. All right, man. This is one of those topics where we could go on and on. There's probably a part two or three or yeah, four. Definitely. And I think I think what we it's like, I don't know if maybe goals the right word, but it's to me it's it's having a what do you say, a a, a better definition um or or more skills. Like it's having higher expectations for the kind of relationships that you choose and, and give your energy to. Right. And if if you're not happy in a relationship, if you're really not happy in a relationship, you got to re-examine that. Yeah. Because it doesn't mean that if you're in a conscious relationship, you're happy, dappy, unicorn farts, you know, all the time. But if you're unhappy, then you have to, you that's, you have to have that hard conversation with yourself and then with the person you're with. Yeah. Well, and you're, um, we're picking back up, but to your point there, what did you say? Not just adventure, but shit's going to happen. Yeah, and so if you're unhappy, that's not a red flag. The red flag is how you're dealing with it or not dealing with it. If you're unhappy. Or if you're in sustained unhappiness. Yeah. And it goes back to pretense. There's no pretense in a conscious partnership. If you're pretending to be happy, you're not in a conscious partnership. Yeah. It's that, that's, it's that simple. To yeah. Me. Oh yeah. I used to, t- Courtney does this smile. 
I'm like, don't give me that shit. <laughs> like, just yeah. tell me, like, yell at me or whatever. And yeah. I go, you might be wrong. <laughs> you can start a podcast. Yeah. But at yeah. least if we're not going to be honest with each other, then why are we, why are we, why are why we are doing this? this? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right we brother. Could, I know we could go on and on. Yeah. Excellent, man. <laughs> Thanks.